Welcome to Leading with Intention with Monique Daniel. Over the next hour, you're going to learn how to lead more efficiently and effectively in a post-pandemic world where the workplace has changed dramatically. Now, here's Monique. Welcome, welcome. I'm Monique. Thanks so much for joining me today. And a very warm welcome to anyone who's new to the show. Well, I have a great announcement before I get started with our topic today. I have entered into a partnership with Mango Publishing, and they will be publishing my book. So you will hear a lot more about that in the coming weeks and months as we get closer to a release date and all of that great information that's going to be coming out. So I'm super, super excited to be partnering with them. And actually, much of the content that I talk about on these shows, whether it's with a guest or solo show, like you'll hear today, comes from the book. So you have already received a bit of a heads up about some of the things in the book. But you'll be getting a lot more information as the weeks go by. So be sure to stay tuned to all the upcoming shows because I'll be talking about it a lot more. All right. So today you'll be hearing about a critical topic when it comes to leadership. And that's the topic of psychological safety at work. Today in this solo show, I'll be providing you with some information about this concept Plus, I'll share with you how one of my clients was able to create more psychological safety on her team. Now, you'll also have access to three really important tools and documents that I'll be using today, and you can download those at my website at mdconsultingglobal.com. So like most of my solo shows, I try to provide you with resources and tools that you can use so that you can really implement these concepts right away. Now, specifically today, you'll hear about the four components of psychological safety, how to instill those components on your team, and how to measure the level of psychological safety on your team. Because I find that implementation is one thing, but measurement is another. So even though you implement something, you really need to track it and measure it in order to know if it's successful. So if you're a leader, this is going to be a very valuable strategy for you to implement. And then be sure to go to the website that I mentioned and click on the radio page And you'll find this episode, and then you'll see all of the downloads. Now, as always, we'll be taking questions from listeners throughout the show. So be sure to email those in to me at monique at mdconsultingglobal.com. So the problem that I see in the workplace today as my clients come to me in coaching is that employees don't feel comfortable speaking up or sharing their opinions or disagreeing with the status quo. And the way this shows up is an example would be 
in meetings where everyone agrees with the boss or they let the boss speak first and then they kind of follow along with the opinion of that person or even that the boss is always the only one doing all the talking in meetings. It also can show up as what we call group think, where everyone just kind of agrees with everyone else in the group. No one really wants to voice their own opinion, or they don't want to disagree with an idea from someone else in the group. So that's another way that it shows up. But also, we're finding that low psychological safety on teams also shows up as low motivation, decreased retention. So yes, people are actually quitting because they don't feel safe. Now, it also shows up as decreased productivity or higher absenteeism. So basically, all of this is showing us in the statistics that employees are not happy. So that really bumps psychological safety up to the top of the list of priorities of things that leaders really need to work on. And as a leader, what you want is for your team to be able to collaborate without you. So to carry on with meetings where you're not necessarily there, you want them to take ownership of their mistakes and not feel afraid to admit that they did something wrong. You want them to grow from their mistakes. You want them to have a voice and have an opinion. You want there to be healthy conflict in teams. And you want them to feel like they're making a difference. So these are the potential outcomes, the the positive outcomes of a team that has a high level of psychological safety. And that's what we'll be talking about today. I'll be giving you a lot of techniques and tools that will help you to implement this in the workplace. And you'll also hear a case study about this when I worked with one of my clients. Now, leaders in the workplace are really obligated to provide this environment of psychological safety for their direct reports, for their coworkers. But what is that actually? Because I have a lot of clients coming to sessions telling me they want more psychological safety on their team. It's become a bit of a buzzword, but they don't really know what that is. When I ask them to define that for me, they really don't know. They just know that they've been hearing a lot about it. It's something that they know needs to be on the team, but they can't define it. So you can't implement something that you can't define. So let's start with a real broad basic definition of psychological safety. This is a shared belief by members of a team that they will not be punished. They won't be ridiculed. They won't be rejected for speaking up. It's really allowing them to have a voice, to openly address fears, questions, uh, if they have concerns, if they have particular beliefs or opinions about something they can have a voice and talk about those things openly in a safe environment 
without any fear of being ridiculed. So that's the broad definition of psychological safety. And really, it's a culture. It's a culture that should be throughout entire organizations. It's a culture that should be on teams. But it starts with the leaders. The leaders are the ones that need to set the stage for that. And the leader has to model certain behaviors and then encourage those behaviors across the team. So like everything else that we talk about on this show, it's all about leadership. Now, I recently spoke on this topic for the PRG group, and you can access that recording also at my website at mdconsultingglobal.com on the media page. That was a great group just last Friday that had a lot of, I think about 75 people on that call and really great interaction. They asked a lot of great questions. So it'll be important if you want to listen to that recording to go to my website, to the media page and grab that recording also. So let's start with the four components of psychological safety. There's really four levels as defined by Dr. Timothy Clark in his book, Four Stages of Psychological Safety. So I'm going to take you through these stages and define them for you. And it's important for you to keep in mind that if you are a leader and you have a team of direct reports, everyone might be at a different stage. Ideally, you want to get to stage four because that's the highest level of psychological safety that a team can have. But employees are different. So it's important that you know where they're at throughout these stages. And we'll talk more about that in a moment. So stage one is called inclusion safety. And this is where the basic needs are satisfied, basic human needs to connect and to belong. So in this stage, people feel safe to be themselves. They're accepted for who they are, including their unique attributes and skills and talents. So this might apply to someone who's brand new to the team. When they come on board, there's always that nervousness of, are they going to be accepted? And how are they going to get along with everyone? So this stage is really important, especially in the onboarding process when there's someone new. And sometimes a new person stays in this stage for a while because they don't feel safe enough to move to the other stages. So stage two is learner safety. Now, learner safety satisfies the need to learn and grow. And we all know that as human beings, especially if you're a leader, your people need to be growing. So in this stage, you might feel safe to exchange in the learning process. And and that could happen by asking questions, by experimenting, even by making mistakes. So the leader needs to instill a mindset that it's okay to make mistakes, that people will learn from their mistakes. So that's a, a learning culture. The other part of learner safety 
is giving and receiving feedback. Now, this is a big one because I've I've done a show on this before, a solo show about giving and receiving feedback. And there's a way to do it that is appropriate. There's a way to give it and there's a way to receive it where you can make this stage, stage two, really safe for employees. So since that's a whole different topic, I really suggest you go back to the radio page of my website at mdconsultingglobal.com and pull that episode so that you can hear the way to give and receive feedback. And then you can incorporate it into stage two of learner safety. This is actually the area that I find clients come to me with the biggest problems. They, They don't know how to give or receive feedback. So it's affecting stage two of the process of psychological safety. Now, stage three is contributor safety. And contributor safety satisfies the need to make a difference. Now, in this stage, you feel safe to use your skills, your abilities, and to really make a a great contribution to the organization. Now, we'll talk soon about how to actually create these stages, how to instill them. But basically, in contributor safety, you want people to understand how they fit in to the bigger picture of the mission and the vision of the company. And we'll talk more about that shortly. Now, stage four is challenger safety. And challenger safety, this is the highest level of psychological safety. This is ideally where you want everyone on your team to be. And this satisfies the need to make things better. There, there's a, a feeling of safety to speak up and to challenge the status quo. So really, when you think there's an opportunity to change or improve something like a process or a procedure, then you speak up and you say something about it. So those are the four stages. And I'd like to kind of pose this question to you. If you're a leader, where is your team at within these stages? Now, really, you want to think about for stage one, which is inclusion safety, is the diversity of the team being respected? So this would mean the skills, the talents, the knowledge, even past experience, because people bring with them lots of knowledge from previous roles or previous companies. And you want to respect that in stage one. So for stage two, you want to look at, this is learner safety. Are your people learning and growing? Or are they afraid to ask questions? This is the stage, like I said, where feedback should be given and received in a safe way. Now for stage three, the contributor safety, do your people feel like they're contributing? And as a leader, this is where you need to tie the vision and the strategic goals of the company into the daily tasks of your people so that they understand how they fit into the bigger picture. Now for stage four, challenger safety, ask yourself, can your people bring issues to the surface that need to change? Can they safely provide their opinion uh, about the things they don't like? 
And then how do you as a leader react to that? Do you shut them down? Do you have an open mind? So really reflect on these questions. And if your answers don't make you happy, well, then keep listening for some ideas on how to turn things around. If you just tuned in, I'm talking to you today about psychological safety in the workplace. I just went through four stages of safety for employees and how each of the stages are defined. As a leader, as I said, it's your job to instill a culture of psychological safety on your team. We are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, you'll hear how a leader can do just that. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you ready to unlock your full potential as a leader? Look no further than MD Consulting. Monique Dagneau, executive coach, best-selling author, and captivating public speaker, is here to guide you towards transformational success. With a global reach, Monique empowers executive leaders and HR professionals through engaging presentations at conferences, team-building activities, and industry gatherings. Monique's mission is clear, to revolutionize workplace behavior. She achieves this not only by coaching a diverse clientele, but also by educating corporate leaders through both virtual and in-person events. Thank you so much for being here to help us understand. As a recognized subject matter expert, Monique delves into crucial topics such as psychological safety, onboarding strategies, effective training methods, and mastering time management skills. Now for a great topic that we're going to delve into. Ready to learn more? Request Monique's Speaker One Sheet or secure her for an engaging speaking engagement by sending an email to monique at mdconsultingglobal.com. Don't miss this opportunity to elevate your leadership journey with Monique Daniel and MD Consulting. Unleash your potential today. Visit www.mdconsultingglobal.com or email monique at mdconsultingglobal.com to take the next step towards transformative leadership. MD Consulting, where success begins. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to Leading with Intention with Monique Daniel. Have a question for Monique or her guests? Email Monique at Monique at MDConsultingGlobal.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. We've been talking about psychological safety and the four stages of safety that a leader can try to instill on the team. Before we delve into some ideas about how to instill 
the four stages, I'm going to answer a few questions that listeners have sent in about this. So this first question is from Dan. What if the culture within a company simply does not support an environment of psychological safety? Well, Dan is right. Many corporate cultures are toxic. But the good thing is that culture can change and develop. That's why I said earlier that it starts with leadership and with conversations. It's a commitment. And it actually saves money for the company if there is a a high level of psychological safety because productivity increases, absences decrease, people are happier so they don't leave. Statistics show that people leave because they don't feel safe and that impacts motivation. Now, we are also finding that the younger generations of employees are not tolerating a lack of psychological safety. So that tells me that things will change because people just won't tolerate being in an environment that is not safe. Now, the second question is from Sarah. Uh, There's kind of, there's a couple parts to this question. Is it possible that within an organization, some teams have psychological safety and others don't? If so, how does that happen? And how can all those leaders get into alignment with each other? So that's a big question. Let's unpack this a little bit. So first of all, Yes, it's possible that not all teams will have the same level of psychological safety, or some teams won't have any. And this is because some leaders are more aware of it than others, and they're willing to work on it. So I do have clients that are very aware of what psychological safety is, and they want to work on it, and they're making an honest effort to do that. So in a large company, you might have some leaders that do that and some that don't. So it's going to cause a bit of an imbalance as to how far spread the psychological safety is within a company. These leaders tend to take the initiative to make changes. Now, what to do about that? If there's an imbalance, how can all the leaders get into alignment they can get into alignment by collaborating. And this is at the leadership level and putting together a common strategy about how they will implement psychological safety. And it's really about consistency. If it becomes a company initiative that all leaders have to work on, then that is one way to get into alignment. And then there's meetings and collaboration and conversation and communication about what will the strategy look like? How will this get implemented from the top down? And that will be consistency. So this was a great question. And this is a great segue into some ideas for how to implement psychological safety. Now, when I'm talking about this, it's going to be at the team level because my clients are leaders that have direct reports. So I work with them at the team level as to how it can be implemented. But this same process can be implemented across an entire company if all the leaders are working on the same process. 
So when I'm working with clients, like I said, psychological safety is the area where they get the most stuck. So they might know where their team stands on those four stages, but they don't actually know how to move them through each stage. Because remember, it's important to get to stage four. And in the next segment of this episode, this segment at the moment, you will hear how one of my clients was able to do this. So coming up, we will use a case study as to how she moved her people through all four stages. So for now, see if any of these ideas resonate with you. So for level one safety, stage one, this is inclusion safety. So here, the leader can encourage diversity of opinions. So the diversity is very important, seeking out opinions and ideas and solutions. This can also be done with personality assessments. So I'm a big believer in using strengths assessments, personality assessments, and not just having your people take the assessments, but then putting them to use in some kind of a team building event where if it's agreed upon, people are sharing their results so that everyone else on the team understands their coworkers' strengths and personalities. And you're going to have so many different personalities on teams. You're going to have introverts and extroverts. You're going to have people that have worked really hard to build their skill set. You're going to have a whole diverse set of strengths on a team. So the more open you can be about that on a team, the better that is for stage one inclusion safety. It's going to help people understand the diversity of the team and that uh, opinions are important and ideas and solutions and that they should come from different people. So in this level of safety, in this stage, I always highly encourage team building events and those don't have to be full day-long events. That can happen in a team meeting. You can devote certain amounts of time in your team meetings. It can happen in a bit of an informal way because most leaders will say, well, I don't have time to conduct team building events. But it's, it's important that you make the time, even if it's a team meeting that you do this at. So those are some ideas for inclusion safety. Now, for learner safety, you want to encourage questions. So in the first stage of inclusion safety, you are encouraging opinions and ideas and solutions. Here in learner safety, you're encouraging questions. You're encouraging people to experiment. And that means if if they don't know how to do something, you encourage them to try it anyway and to see what happens. So you're encouraging them to make mistakes and to learn from those. Now, this is also the stage where there should be lots of collaboration so that people can learn from each other. And you want to, if somebody makes a mistake or if they're experimenting and trying something new, you want that to be known throughout the team. And that can happen in meetings. You want to encourage 
collaboration where the you, the leader, are not necessarily present. The leader does not have to be present at all of these meetings. They don't have to run all of these meetings. But you want to encourage your people to be getting together and talking and sharing. Now, this can be pretty difficult for people on your team that might be introverts. So uh, I'll just say a little bit here about introverts versus extroverts. Introverts naturally are more cautious. It takes them a little longer to feel safe. So it's important that you identify who those people are or talk to them about it. And learner safety can also happen in one-to-one meetings. So as a leader, you should be having one-to-ones with your people. And I don't mean drive-by one-to-ones. I mean formal meetings with just you and that person. It's about usually 30 minutes long. And that way you have a chance to really talk to them. And that's how you can find out more about their personality or how they see themselves. I always try to encourage my leaders to not be the one to to call someone in, an introvert or extrovert, but let let the person identify themselves by asking certain questions of them and see what they tell you as far as their personality style. Or if you've done a personality assessment in uh, stage one, that might come out that certain people are more reserved and more introverted than others. So if that's the case, those are some of the people that might move a little slower through the stages. And that's what you have to monitor because again, you wanna get everyone to stage four, but you also have to honor the stage that they're at and try to coach them to the next level. So learner safety is allowing them to ask questions, not getting frustrated when they ask questions, making sure your answers are concise and as detailed as they need, and then allowing mistakes without a lot of punishment or without reprimand. Now you have to find a balance when someone's making mistakes. Obviously there will be things that will harm the project or that will harm the bottom line. But if they're truly learning from their mistakes, they're not going to make that same mistake again. And that's why it's important for the other part of learner safety, which is giving feedback. And this is something that a lot of leaders don't do well. So when people do make mistakes and they receive feedback, it is more like a punishment than helping them learn and grow. So it's really important that leaders learn how to give feedback so that in learner safety, if somebody is experimenting, making mistakes, getting good feedback, they're learning from their mistakes, they're going to make it through that stage and feel very safe to go on to stage three. So some of the things that can be done in stage three, this is contributor safety. And this is where people need to feel like they're making a difference, not only on the team, but in a larger way throughout the company. So here is another area where leaders have trouble tying the individual tasks of their people and the projects to broader strategic goals and to the vision of the company. 
And I work with a lot of leaders to help them understand how to do that, how to communicate correctly the vision of the organization, the strategic goals of the organization, down to how that ties into the everyday tasks that their people are doing. Now, if your people are just sort of like order takers and they're just doing their day-to-day because you've got team goals, most likely they are not going to feel very satisfied. They're not going to understand how they're making any kind of difference. And most people need to know that they're making a difference. I mean, the bottom line is people want to know that they're contributing to something bigger. So it's up to the leader to make sure they're tying everything in together. So the leader has to present that in a very specific way. And again, this is done through communication. It can be done through team building events. It can be done in the team meetings, it can be done one-to-one, where the leader first has to understand the vision and the strategic goals, because many leaders don't. So once they they understand them, then they have to make sure they're communicating in a way that their people understand. So that's a, a whole different topic also. But the other way that contributor safety can be fostered on a team is through stretch projects. So allow your people to do stretch projects that are not part of your team. Allow them to work on other teams and help other people because that way they have an idea of what else is going on within the company. So that's a really important area also. Now, challenger safety, again, this is level four, And some of the ways a leader can help to foster this is to allow their people to challenge the status quo. Allow your people to come up with things that are wrong, to analyze the state of affairs in the team or in the organization and come up with problems and then create what we call think tanks or labs where you are getting allowing your people to get together and think through and collaborate all the things that are wrong that they want to change or focus on one thing that needs changing. Now, it's important to know that once your people find a problem, they have to communicate it in a way where their voice is heard. And this is where sometimes employees don't do this correctly. If they find something that's going wrong, they get very defensive about it. And the way it's communicated is not appropriate. So I encourage my clients who are doing this to create a business case and list the data of what the problem is, why it's not working, and come up with a potential solution as to what to do about it. And that way, they're communicating data to senior leaders. And then senior leaders, as as part of stage four, have to listen with an open mind. And that's hard also to do. But I have seen it be very successful. The last thing in this stage is that leaders should proactively promote productive debate. So yes, that means conflict. 
but conflicts can be very healthy. And in the challenger safety stage, that's where productive conflict can be very helpful. If people feel safe at this level, they will have productive conflict and debate. So those were some suggestions for how to instill these levels of safety, these four stages, some things that you can do. You have been listening to Leading with Intention on the Voice America Business Channel. Today's episode is about psychological safety in the workplace. We've been talking about the definition of psychological safety. In the first part, the first segment of the show, we talked about the four stages of safety that employees need to go through in order to feel fully safe on a team. And now I've just shared some ideas of how to create safety at all four stages. Now, another challenge is how to measure psychological safety once you've created it. You'll hear about how to do that after we take a quick break. And you'll also hear how my client, Alice, implemented this whole process on her team. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. At MD Consulting, executive coach Monique Dagneau provides executive coaching to leaders struggling with workplace challenges and pain points. Unlike other coaching companies that use a Band-Aid approach, we have a specific set of tools and processes to thoroughly root cause and unpack a client's challenges. Our specialized method helps you implement measurable and sustainable solutions to enhance your leadership skills and develop your team. Visit www.mdconsultingglobal.com to book a complimentary breakthrough session. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Welcome back to Leading with Intention with Monique Daniel. Have a question for Monique or her guests? Email Monique at Monique at MDConsultingGlobal.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. You're hearing today about how to create psychological safety on your team. If you're a leader, knowing how to do this is a really important part of leadership. Your people expect you to foster this culture of psychological safety so that they can flourish at work. And it's really important for people to feel safe. Now, we've gone through quite a bit related to psychological safety. 
And as I mentioned in the beginning, knowing what it is, knowing the four stages and knowing how to foster those four stages, it's terrific. But once you've done that, you've got to measure it. You need to really understand if what you did is working. So I wanted to give you some information in this final segment of today's show about how to measure psychological safety. And yes, you can do this even remotely because I get that a lot from my clients. They feel like if they're not in person or if their team isn't in person, they don't have any way to really know how to measure this or if it's working or what their people are even feeling about psychological safety. So I'm gonna go through a couple of ideas as to how to measure this. And then, like I said, you can download all the things I'm talking about today, including the tools that I'm gonna talk about in a moment. And that way you can have everything you need, a, a whole toolbox for psychological safety implementation. So really it comes back to communication. Now, some of my leaders come to the sessions and they say, well, I think I know how my team is feeling about psychological safety. I think things are improving. But what I tell them is that you won't know unless you ask. It always comes back to communication and asking people how they feel. Now, you can do this in team meetings. You can do this in one-to-ones. It could be very informal by just asking the right questions. Now, if you're in team meetings and you're asking the question and people are afraid to answer, that kind of gives you an answer that there probably isn't a lot of psychological safety because they're afraid to give their opinion. And that takes us back to the four stages. They're probably back in that stage one or two where they don't want to give an opinion or state what they think is wrong. So you really need to ask you need to pay attention. That's the next step, observation. So a good leader will be aware of their environment and of what's going on in their team. You can tell by the motivation on the team, the camaraderie, the collaboration. And again, this is something that can be looked at even remotely. You'll, you'll know if your people are gathering to collaborate. You want them to collaborate without you at times. And you'll know this if you're paying attention as a leader. You will see uh, retention go up. So that is another thing that is very easy to measure is retention. You'll also see productivity go up. If your team is aligning and working well together, and there's lots of synergy, and they are high performers, that gives you a sense as to the level of psychological safety. So those things can be measured, the productivity, the retention, all of that. Now, there's two more things that are really important. And these are the things that really gauge the level of psychological safety so one of them is the employee engagement survey. And this is the reason that most people come to me 
for help on psychological safety because they've gotten their numbers back on the engagement survey and the numbers are really low. So the first thing we do is dissect the questions that are on that survey because usually there's different categories on the survey and we look at the questions and which questions scored the lowest. And that's how we can somewhat gauge how to put together an action plan around psychological safety. And we can kind of gauge what stage people are at with some of those questions. So you've got to really dig into those surveys. And those surveys are usually issued once a year. Now, it has been brought up, and you'll probably hear this in the recording I mentioned that I did for the the PRG group last Friday that's on my website. There are sometimes issues with numbers being altered, especially in large companies where, you know, I like to say numbers don't lie. So if your numbers are going up on engagement surveys, that's usually a good thing. But I do know that it has been mentioned that it happens that sometimes numbers are altered to look like they're increasing. So, you know, I don't know what can be said about that or what can be done about it. But as a leader, you, you're you responsible for your own team. So regardless of what the numbers are saying on these larger corporate surveys, you should know what's going on in your own team. You should know by asking and observing and looking at the metrics for your own team. Now, the other tool that's used that you will get today as a download is a psychological safety survey. And this is something you can administer on your own team. So if you suspect that the larger survey, the engagement survey, that numbers are being altered or that something's not accurate, administer your own survey on your own team and look at those numbers. So at least you're responsible for what's happening on your own team and you can gauge the growth that's happening. So this psychological survey is available as a download and it's got about seven to 10 questions on it that you would give to each individual on the team and ask them to answer the questions. And it can be anonymous. You can just hand it out. They don't have to put their name on it. And you can figure out a way to have them hand it back in without knowing who said what. And that way you can start to gauge what's going on on the team. Now, ideally, you would want to know who is filling this out so that you can gauge what level of the four stages they are in. So I would aim for that, if possible, is to ask people to really put their name on the survey or to tell you in the one-to-ones how they feel about things. So those are some ideas about how to measure psychological safety. It's not a perfect science. So you just need to know that you, you have to start somewhere. And for people who are not doing any of this, then putting any of these ideas into play is better than nothing. So let's look at how my client, Alice, implemented these things. Now, in her situation, she made a lot of changes on her team. And this happened while she was still in coaching with me. So I'm going to go through some of the stages and some of the changes that she made within her team 
Now, she had a low score on the employee engagement survey. So that was the survey that went out once a year. And I should mention that that survey goes out once a year, but the psychological safety survey that I also told you about, that can go out more often because it's just you administering it to your team. So as you're trying to implement things, you'll want to release that survey even quarterly to gauge the level of increase on your numbers. So she had a low score on the employee engagement survey and specifically on categories of engagement, trust, and growth. So we honed in on those categories and we dissected those questions as we were working together in coaching. So for the level one of the first level of safety, which is inclusion, she administered strengths assessments and she did a team building event where they went round robin for explaining their own personality styles and their strengths that came out of the assessment. So that's how she handled it. Everyone was willing to share and that helped the team understand each other. Now, she also, for that level of safety, implemented another kind of round robin technique for uh, anytime she wanted to collect ideas, solutions, or opinions. And she made it a point to not be the first one to speak her opinion. She held back until the others had a chance to talk. And then she chimed in. So that was her level one. Now, for the stage two, level two learner safety, she implemented what she called a learning zone mindset. So this is where she considered the workplace as a sandbox where people could play. And she encouraged her team to make mistakes. But the way that she handled it was not just, hey, everyone, go ahead and randomly make mistakes. She conducted postmortems. And these are also known as lessons learned, uh, after action reviews, things that where people gathered after they made a decision and they talked about how it went. And that's one of the best ways to learn from mistakes is to go back and reflect and talk about how it went and debrief on these things. So she implemented that on her team. She also implemented and allowed people to collaborate without her, and that gave them the freedom without the leader being in the room to go ahead and throw around ideas and opinions. And then she learned how to give feedback, which I had mentioned is very, very important. So she learned how to do that in a way where her people could learn from their mistakes so that was the second stage. Now, the third stage, the contributor stage, she created what she called a vision map. And she dissected the vision and the mission of the company. And she created a flow chart where it flowed down to the tactical workflows. And it showed how the day-to-day -day tactical workflows tied into the vision and the mission. So her team had a visual, which was really important to them so that they could see what kind of a difference they were making in their day-to-day -day work. 
and how it rolled back up to the company's greater vision and mission. So that was a great idea on her part to do the visual. Now, she also, in this stage, allowed her people to take on stretch projects. She advocated that for them, and she helped them search for stretch projects. And that way, they were able to see how everything tied in. Now, the final stage, she created a think tank for challenger safety, where she allowed her team to be innovative and to come to her with things that needed to be changed. She also issued the psychological safety over the course of a year, multiple times. And then the final result of her larger employee engagement survey, the scores increased by 80%. So that was her story as to how she conducted all of this and had great results from it. So as I said, it's the leader's responsibility to foster psychological safety on the team. And I hope I've given you some helpful information and ideas today. I challenge you to think about all the ways you can increase your people engagement score. And also keep emailing in your great questions to me. We had a couple great ones today. And I encourage you to check out the radio page of my website so that you can download this episode and this whole process I've been talking about today and get a lot of other great content. My blog is there. My social media is on the website. And that's at mdconsultingglobal.com. And you'll also find there the speaking engagement I did last Friday for the PRG group. And that's on the media page. Very, very good interaction from the group on the call. So you'll hear some of their questions and comments to that. You have been listening to Leading with Intention on the Voice America Business Channel. It has been great talking to you today. Thank you so much for joining me. We'll talk again next week. And until then, don't forget to lead with intention. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Leading with Intention. Our intention is that you walk away from this show today with new tools, techniques, and insights that help you lead more effectively and have greater impact within your company. Until we talk again, have a great week.